0: welcome to the modern jewish girl podcast i am jenna lawyer by training writer and teacher by choice originally from new york i am a proud wife and mother living in los angeles join me as we delve into the holy torah's teachings and apply them to our lives i keep it short and sweet but always deep welcome we love the crown love. Hi, welcome back. Rosh Chodesh Adar is around the corner, the Hebrew month of Adar. And when Adar comes, we say, When the month of Adar arrives, we should increase our joy. It's actually a mitzvah to be happy in the month of Adar. And as we know, happiness also boosts our immune system and our health. So all around, it's good to be happy, especially this month, physically and spiritually. Obviously, if we're commanded to be happy, then we can make ourselves happier. And what I've learned and what the Torah teaches is that happiness is a choice. It's really a set of habits. And so I thought it would be really fun to explore part of the Jewish definition of happiness and then we can discuss a few things that we can do right now to increase our happiness. I think for a lot of us and for me growing up happiness was kind of thought of the things we do to escape to kind of distract ourselves you know whether it's in food or drinking or watching tv and what's amazing is Rabbi Akiva Tetz teaches that happiness is not distraction in the, in the Torah, but a deep engagement in the process of life. And he says specifically the Jewish definition of happiness is pursuing a meaningful goal. And he says that when your life is moving in a meaningful direction and you feel that progress, even if you're bumping up against challenges along the way, but you're progressing, you will be happy. Again, this doesn't mean it will be easy that he says there'll be pain as you work against resistance and challenge to reach your goal but we enjoy the journey even in the struggle because we anticipate the destination. We anticipate that we're coming close to our meaningful goal. And if anyone has ever gone you know, to college or law school or medical school, there's a lot of times where it's not easy and it's a lot of work and it's a long road, but there's a certain pleasure and happiness in knowing that you're on the path to your meaningful goal of achieving your degree and becoming that profession that you want to be. So I thought it'd be nice if I shared my meaningful goals. I think it's good for us to clarify them for ourselves. So my meaningful goals are to build a Jewish home filled with peace and happiness and to raise children, please God, who will uphold the Torah and bring its light into the world. And then my other meaningful goal is to share Torah in the world through my writing and this podcast. I'm going to share a story that I heard from Rebbenzah Esther Young-Grace who passed away, a Holocaust survivor, an amazing Robinson, who I often quote from in this podcast. And she shared this story, which I've heard before, and it really illustrates how helpful it is to have goals in life and to keep things in perspective in terms of our happiness. So there was a pious Jew who had, was very poor and Sukkot was coming and he didn't have any money to buy an S And it really was upsetting him. Like how could he celebrate Sukkot without an S rug? He needed to buy one. And he really had no money. But what he did have was an heirloom that had been passed down from generation to generation in his family. And that heirloom was a very special treasure to him and his wife. But he said, as precious as this heirloom is, I'm not going to be able to keep the holy mitzvah of making a blessing on the esrog. So what did he do? He sold the heirloom without telling his wife (laughs) and purchased the esrog. When his wife came home and noticed that the family heirloom was missing, she asked, where is the heirloom? I sold it," he said. "You did what?" she cried in outrage. "I sold it," he repeated. "So that we might have an esrog for Sukkot." And as he spoke, she spotted the beautiful esrog sitting on the shelf, and she was so filled with rage, she was so angry at what he had done that she grabbed it and smashed it to the ground. Now imagine being this man. All of a sudden, his heirloom is gone, and now his esrog is gone. But he says to himself. He he wanted to, to scream, but he stopped and said to himself, My heirloom is gone, my estrogen is gone. Now I'm gonna lose my shell and bias and my health as well, my, my peace in the home and my health. No. A thousand times no. I will not allow myself to fall into that trap. I've mentioned before on the podcast that this has been a challenging time for me personally as we're in lockdown here in Israel and my daughter's been out of school for over a month and we did have Corona with her at home and, you know, lack of family support, etc. It's been challenging <laughs> to say the least. Um, but when I hear this story, I think to myself, you know, I'm already suffering from this pandemic. I'm already suffering from this lockdown. I'm not going to let my shalom bias, my peace in the home and my my mental and emotional and physical health go too. There's, there's too much at stake. I have to remember what my goal in life is. My goal in life, as I said, was to raise a healthy and happy family. So I have to make sure that I can be as happy and healthy during this time as well. I can't let that go as well. Then I really won't be happy because I won't be pursuing my meaningful goal in life. So in challenging times, I find that remembering what I'm really living for, you know, what my meaningful goals are really helps to keep things perspective and stay on track and and retain my happiness. (laughs) And we find in the Torah that the opposite is also true. A life without any meaningful goals is not only a source of unhappiness, but also mental illness. And the Mishnah actually tells us that idleness leads to mental illness living without any goals breeds instability. And I've actually found this in my own life personally. When I was living in Los Angeles and I had my baby, because I didn't have a job where I go into the office and I, you know, I'm a freelance writer, et cetera, I wasn't really pushed to go back to work. And I kind of found myself floundering and I had a very long postpartum period that was very difficult and challenging. And finally, I, I got an opportunity to teach English at the High School. And I was hesitant to do it, but ultimately I did it because I knew I needed something to get myself out of the house. I needed, I couldn't just be idle anymore. Even though taking care of my baby, obviously I'm doing something and I'm working toward my goal, but I, I really felt that I needed some other outlet that was going to kind of get me going every day, give me more of a schedule, force me to get dressed, get me out of the house. And so I found that when I started working at the base alcove, I was happier and then Interestingly, the year after, I decided not to work at the base Yaakov to stay home. And what happened? I found that I started to become depressed. So it really, really is true. Progress towards meaningful goals equals happiness. And obviously, this applies to everybody, Jewish or not. Rabbi Zelig Pliskin, he has a bunch of amazing books, but he has what he calls the nine happiness habits. And I'm going to link to them below. I'm not going to go through all nine. I want to focus on just two of them. He says that you should smile and laugh, even if you don't feel like it, because this will make you happy. And it reminded me when I read this of a quote that I heard also from Rebberton Esther Young several times. And this quote always stuck with me. She said, I think it originally comes from the Breastle Rebbe and her husband used to quote it. It says, frown and Hashem will give you a reason to frown. Smile and Hashem will give you a reason to smile. And I always think about this because there are times when I am just so upset, I'm feeling so down, I, I can't, I'm not smiling. And then I, I force myself to just smile and, and act happy. And what happens? I, beca- I actually become happy. Things happen that make me smile. And I want to show Hashem that I'm grateful for all that I have. I don't want to walk around with a frown all the time. And God forbid, he'll give me more things to frown about. Oh, you're unhappy? Let's Let's see now if you're, you'll really be unhappy. I'll take this away. I'll take that away. You thought you had it so bad? You know, God forbid, I don't want to bring that upon myself. So when I smile and I show Hashem I'm smiling, even though inside I'm I'm in pain and I'm suffering. First of all, it's nice for the other people around me. It's nice for my family and my friends, you know, to have a smile on my face. But it, it really affects me internally. It's like fake it till you make it, you know. Acting happy will increase your happiness. Obviously, if we're upset about something, we have to allow ourselves time to process whatever we're feeling, 100%. I'm not saying to just kind of like <laughs> bury our emotions, our negative emotions or suppress them, God forbid, that, that would be terrible. But what I am saying is that there's a time and place to process negative emotions. And once we've done that, or if we're not able to do it at a certain time, at least we could smile and that'll hopefully make us feel a little bit better. Another one of his happiness habits is to wave at yourself and smile in the mirror. And I actually want to add on to this because it's funny before I had heard about this, it happened to be this past week. I had a friend tell me, you know, she was trying to give me chizik and encouragement and she said, do you know what I do? She said, every morning I look at myself in the mirror and I tell myself, you are a hero. She said, you have to look at yourself and, and smile and say you are a hero. And so as crazy as it sounds, I was a little shy at first, but I started to do it every day and I'm telling you it makes such a difference. I look at myself, I say you are a hero and it, and it, it I instantly feel happier. It's unbelievable. And Rabbi Pliskin says, you know, you can look at yourself and just smile and wave hello and even even that little act will boost your happiness. So obviously happiness is a huge topic and I decided to just focus on a few small points in this episode and and God willing next week we will focus on a few more because I find this to be a little more effective than just kind of throwing out a million different ideas. Rather focus on a few things and go a little deeper. I also wanted to raise the point that there's an organization called Partners in Torah and they basically pair you up with a learning partner. You can either be the teacher or the learner, you decide, and they're having a three-week happiness challenge starting right now where you can learn with somebody for three weeks about happiness from a Jewish perspective. So I'm going to link to that below if you would like to sign up. I'll just add that I did do partners in Torah for many years when I lived in Philadelphia and I love my partner in Torah and we're still in touch today and it was an amazing experience so I highly recommend it. To sum up, happiness is a choice. We can make ourselves happy. How? Well a few ways are we can set meaningful goals and work toward them. We can smile even when we don't feel like it and we can look at ourselves in the mirror and tell ourselves, I am a hero because really we're all heroes. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast and share. And if you could write a review on Apple Podcasts, I would be so grateful. Take care.